0: We are in Simon Tzadik Zayin. Today we begin Halacha Gimel, section ninety-seven. Halacha number three. Um, if one is bitten by a louse, he should ruffle his clothes to remove it so that his concentration will not be diverted. However, he should not remove it by hand, even if it is in a place where there is no dried perspiration. Because touching a place where there is dried perspiration would require him to wash his hands. This would create an interruption, a hefzik in prayer. So he should not remove by hand, even if it's in a place where there is no dried perspiration, in which case there is no need to wash one's hands before praying, just as this is not required if one touches other impure creatures. So then what's the problem with him touching the louse if there is no... Um, dried perspiration. So the answer is because touching a louse would be disgusting and shameful, even if one were being watched by a mere mortal. <laughs> Much more so when one is standing in prayer before the King of Kings, the Holy One, blessed be He. Now, when one is not reciting Shemana Esrei, he may remove a louse and discard it in a shul in a synagogue, just as it is permitted to spit in a synagogue. Now, the Rebbe says that even if one touched dry perspiration, it is sufficient that he clean his hands with earth in order to be permitted to mention Hashem's name or to speak words of Torah as explained in Simindala section 4 and in section 92. Alternatively, he should remove the louse through the medium of a cloth because to remove the spirit of impurity, the uh, the ruach that rests on his hands that have touched the louse, a mere mere cleaning is not effective. Washing with water is required as explained in section number 4. Uh, Like it says in the original in other words, in sidaim. One has to actually use water. 4. If one's talis slips, even if most of it uh, falls from, from its place while he is reciting Sh'maneseh, he may take it in hand and return it to its place. Uh, excuse me, If, however, the talus completely falls off, so then he is not allowed to wrap himself in it again during Shemrach Esrei in order to avert an interruption. The Al Rebbe does say in the parentheses, if, however, he he is disturbed because he would be praying without a talus and he will not be able to concentrate, he may unwrap himself. Now, section 8, it says that another person may drape it over him. Okay. Halacha hei five, and this is the final halacha. Hanoisei masoi. The following laws apply when one is carrying a burden on his shoulders and the time for prayer arrives. So, if its weight is less than 4 kabin, which as calculated by Shi'ur this corresponds to 6.5 kilograms according to Rambam and 6.38 kilograms according to the Goynim. In other words, just a little bit over 14 pounds. So, if it was less than this amount, he should sling it behind him and pray. He should not hold it on his shoulder while praying. And the reason Al-Tareb explains in the parentheses is so that while he is praying, he will not be concerned about holding the burden on his shoulders with his hand and thus be unable to concentrate properly. Moreover, it is unseemly to stand before a mortal king in such a manner. How much more so is this not befitting before the king of kings, the holy one blessed be he now that was if it weighs less than 4 kabin. dalid cabin loyaf shil loyaf shilan ul akhirif ne shkavdai maynay mel khaven ela ma al gabe karka ad ma'khar hat filen if it weighs 4 kabin or more again according to the uh the uh, geonim according to the dramam this is a little over 14 pounds um so then he should uh, not sling it behind him because its weight would prevent him from concentrating. In other words, it's too heavy. Instead, he should place it on the ground until after Shmana esre. This concludes Halacha. Hey, Simen Tzadik Zion, section 97 and today's shir.